Welcome to the RPG Podcast. And we are live. Oh, God, Pat! Presented by Sheep. A Time Wheel Production. Welcome, everyone, to another episode of the Robert Patton Global Podcast. It's sponsored by Sheath Underwear. We have a very special guest, a guy that we've been working with for quite some time. He is the WBC USMBC middleweight title belt holder in boxing. His name is Eddie the Hunter Ortiz. Thank you for joining me, Eddie. Of course, man. Of course. Thank you for having me. Yeah. I just recently started training in boxing and I love it. It's I had been doing jujitsu since I was like 19-ish and love that too. Love that, you know, kind of the physical resistance against an opponent that you don't get when you're training yourself. You know, it's like you can't really push yourself as hard as you can when your ego and like somebody else is trying to score on you when that's on the line it's, it's very humbling huh like any i think any martial art would do that to anybody i think you you can you kind of go in there with the ego thinking that oh i've done this in school or in the street or something and then you get beat up one day and it's like okay this is completely different you know is how so i mean how did it start for you with boxing uh so for me um i always wanted to fight as a young kid um my parents my dad had the, one of those brown boxes where you're able to get the uh, pay-per-view for free. You know what I'm nice. little, Me too. Yeah. We would always uh, watch the uh, Oscar De La Hoya pay-per-view fights or whoever was on at the time um, back then in the, mm-hmm. the late 90s, early 2000s. And uh, I always wanted to do it. My, my mom and dad never let me. Um, I was a baseball player my whole life. And I, when I turned 18, I decided, hey, man, I'm always getting in fights in school and in the street. I might as well go to the gym and test myself. Uh, so I thought I was going to go in there and beat everybody up that they put me in there with, man. No, that didn't happen. I got beat up the first time I got in the ring. So ever since then, I fell in love with it, man, because it, it was something that I, I wanted to learn. I hated school. I was good at it, but I hated it. I didn't like going, so I was always skipping. But boxing was something that, you know, I didn't want to skip and I didn't want to miss. So I'm going on 11 years now, every day straight about boxing. So, yeah, I see you training and it's you're fast. You know, you looks like you got what it takes. And uh, but just like the love and the passion, you just said every day straight for 11 years. That's the dedication and commitment you would need to like you have to be obsessed right 100 man 100 i mean you have to be obsessed with more than just the idea of the sport itself or of fighting you have to be obsessed and you have to really trust the process of the training the things that you don't really like doing taking the ice baths after training taking you know doing your physical therapy all that stuff all the little extra nuances that are overlooked a lot of the time because people don't want to do them you got to fall in love with that part i think that's more important yeah, the whole picture, you know, you can train, train hard and you have to recover. That's it's all very interesting. This podcast is about, you know, like success and mental fortitude and being in the flow states and things like this. How what's your philosophy on success and, and, and making and being the best at what you do? 
um, always questioning yourself. Uh, even when you think you found the right way to do things, neglect it and try to find another way and build your, build your own recipe of ingredients that works for you, but also stay on the lookout. Cause I, I've always been told and I always believed that once you stop, once you feel like you've known everything in the game, what, whatever kind of game you're in, once you feel you've known everything, that's when you should quit. Um, yeah, right. I'm, I'm constantly trying to learn new things, man. Constantly. Yeah, like my dad said, the more I learn, the more I know I don't know. And the more I go through life, the more I realize anything can happen. But we do have control over ourselves. And that's you know the only thing you really have control over. So mm-hmm. you were saying something about ice baths a minute ago, and I've been getting involved with that whole Wim Hof training yeah, like Wim Hof. Yeah, I love I love some Wim Hof. But since it's winter here in Colorado, I kind of taken a break from ice baths. But <laughs> I don't how, how often do you do those? So um, during so out of, out of training camp, I usually do them maybe about once a week, maybe once every two weeks, biweekly. But um, in in training camp, I usually do them about two to three times a week. Do you? I mean, you just jump in there, or do you have to? You gotta like psych yourself up, or do you do anything? Uh, not necessarily, man. I, I think I've, I've become comfortable with the uncomfortable. Um, nice. it, it took a little while, right? Like, I'm not saying that I just kind of just jumped in right away. Like, no, I, I, I had to psych myself up at first. But um, getting used to something that you're uncomfortable with, it becomes a lot easier when you do it repetitively. So, I, I think that's helped. Uh, quite a bit. So if you are looking into getting into the whole Wim Hof method, just get in, man. Just get in there and do it a couple of times, and you'll start. Your body will start to realize it's good for you. Yeah, the more I do it now, like I did one recently, and I was like, "This isn't so bad." Your body adapts, and and it kind of prepares for the next time you're going to do it, and it's not so bad. And I love it. Yeah, I know there's a lot of like uh, conflicting arguments that say you know it, it doesn't really doesn't really help with inflammation or anything, but I think it's uh, even if that is the case, I believe in placebo effect. I think placebo effect does work, so it doesn't matter to me because I feel like I feel like a hundred and hundred percent better than before when I got in that ice bath, whether it be mentally or physically. I mean, because it takes a lot just to even sit inside a freezing cold tub like that, you know. Yeah, I little secret, because um, like before every podcast, I have like a routine of getting myself prepped for the big game, and I typically will do you know do like some Wim Hof, but also do a you know like an ice bath, and it'll get it just you want to be like wide awake and full of energy and ready to go. I think. That's a way to, uh, you know, like kickstart your your morning, if you will. Yeah, no, I I, uh, I, I do take one thing from Wim Hof uh, that I do do pretty regularly, and that's taking cold showers in the morning to kind of wake myself up and and just you know get ready for the day. I guess is the best way to describe it. But um, that is one thing that I've I've taken very serious from Wim Hof. What is what is your day like? Outside of camp, it usually starts with me getting up in the morning, having a glass of water, you know, and just 
like I say, either take a cold shower or just prepare myself for the day, say a prayer. Um, and then what I like to do is I like to stay busy, man. So I'm a hustler at heart. And I think that that has gotten me a lot of my accomplishments in boxing because I just out hustle people. Not maybe not necessarily, well, inside the ring, of course, but that doesn't mean that I'm just a brute fighter. Uh, obviously, I'm very intellectual and I'm in there and everything, but I just like to, to work, man. So even though I'm, I'm fortunate enough to not have to work because of boxing, I've made good money and, you know, I still make uh, money monthly off of it and everything. I, I like to, you know, hum stay humble, man. So I'll go in my dad owns electrical company. So either I'll go do a job with him I'm here to, which is my management, Davies Entertainment, and uh, he actually has a big project with Reef, which is like a food truck uh, export business. And I'll go over there and I'll work with a couple of my buddies that work there and I'll just help them out, man. I'll wall out some trucks or cut up some legs and just get my hands dirty, man. And just, uh, you know, I, I just like working. I just like hustling. So however, I, however I can do it, man, I'll do it. I mean, I, I, something that was wanting to come out of my mouth was like that, like the Mexican fighting spirit and that that hard work ethic. I, I don't even know if you're Mexican though. So. Yeah, 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 definitely. Yeah, me too. I mean, I have that in my blood, and and I feel like it. Something reminded me of this uh, uh, Brandon Moreno, baby assassin, UFC fighter. Yeah. Did you watch that fight? Yeah, I did. Man. Beautiful. I Beautiful. know. <laughs> oh, such a good fight! And yeah. uh, that's what we look for, though. So, that, so me personally, you know, I had accomplishments in the amateurs, and I've had accomplishments in the pros now. But um, one thing that I feel that I got a little, I got a little too comfortable with once I got signed with Davies Entertainment was the fact that okay, I'm I'm a good at boxing, I'm technically sound, so I was starting to box a lot more, and I didn't get into those things. But I feel like something was taken out of me, and coming back into after this last fight, it's like, all right, we're going to, we're going to get back to what, what got me here and why I even started doing this in the first place. And that's to fight the best. And when I do fight the best, I, I want somebody, I want to face somebody who's, who can beat me. And when, what I mean, beat me, like they really have to beat me. It's not me quitting. It's not me giving up. I want them to really beat me. So I know where I'm at. And, uh, that's what, that's what I think all fighters, that's what, that's what should so the UFC and the MMA thing. I love it. I love their attitudes and the way they go about it because it's not about undefeated records. It's right. not even about a record. It's about who's who's on a winning streak right now and who do you want to see them fight. And those guys will never say no. And I think boxing should kind of take heed to that. Yeah, that that's why they're getting a lot of views. I'm not saying boxing's not because we're, boxing's on the come up again. Thankfully, yeah, but same time, I think fighters should be taking chances. They should be taking risks. Well, it's I think like you just said though, it's the the organizations and the way they're viewed. When you lose, you you know you like you're not fifty and zero like Floyd Mayweather, then you're not perfect <laughs> and this and that. But with McGregor, I was thinking about McGregor because my only like resistance to what you were saying is <clears throat> is him right now, and I, f I feel like. Not that he's taking easy fights, you know. I, I I feel like he fought the best at the in the beginning, but like he already beat Poirier, and he already beat and like Cowboy. No offense, love ya. He's one of he's on our team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I feel like he 
he picked Cowboy because he thought he could beat him, not like he's picking these guys that he and let, I mean he did want to fight Khabib again. I don't know, but like I do like that whole attitude of you know fighting the best because that's going to bring the best out of you, right? Yeah, man. I mean, what what else are we in the sport for? I mean, I'm not I'm not in boxing. I'm thankful, like I said, and I'm grateful that I get paid to do this because I do this for fun, man. And I know people try to say that the fight game is it's not a game. You know that it's serious, but to me it is. To me, I love to do this. It's just fun to me. Nice. That's better. It's not about the money, and it's not about the fame. For me, I love trophies, man, and I love, I love being, I love being better than the other person that's in the ring with me. If they're the better man, I'll tip my hat off to them. But I'm gonna give them, I'm gonna give them hell. You know what I mean? For for however long we're in that ring, so I, I just love to do it. I can, I can, like I said, I love hustling, and I have a online store i have I, I do work on the outside of this uh i have a lot of different ventures that i can kind of you know make money off of and still be able to do this and not have to worry about income for my bills etc you know so yeah it's like multiple revenue yeah revenue streams coming in smart yeah. and you're having a good time you know you want it to be fun i love my job I love and I and I love getting my hands dirty too, you know, like we recently took over distribution from main these big like warehouse distribution centers because they keep they kept fucking up and they kept like not meeting the standards that we want our customers to have when they order from us, you know, like I don't want it to get there 2 weeks later. I want it to get there the next day like some Amazon shit and you know, I want, they set the standard. I'm trying to live up to like the best of the best standards. And, and also COVID had, had a part of in it. You know, we wanted to make sure we had control over everything with lockdowns and shutdowns. We didn't want to that to jeopardize things. So we took it over and I, and you know, and I was doing orders hunt and it was, beautiful you know like because for years a few years anyways i hadn't really done much work you know aside from meetings and making decisions and things right but like getting my fucking hands not dirty but just doing work with my hands i mean it is getting them dirty though because you're you're you're, you're, on, you're you're on ground level man like you're, you're, back, you're back to being a soldier again yeah i was on the front line and i remember listening i was listening to some music and it was this song by Sia, uh, like called Chandelier, and she's talking about like swinging. I love that song. Man. I do too, right? From the Chandeliers, and I, and I, as I was listening to it, you know, I was like visioning myself swinging from chandeliers, but also I'm like pulling out fists full of underwear to go fill these orders, and I'm talking like it was too heavy for me to carry at the end. So many pairs of underwear that I couldn't like carry them in one load to go to the processing station and it just like hit me like you know like we did it yeah man i think that's cool dude i honestly i want to be able to when i when i when i finish with my career as a as a professional fighter i don't think i'll ever get outside of the the game because i love it so much and i have such a passion for it and it saved my life it it definitely saved my life and i can say that honestly and so i want i want to be able to open my own gym, like my own business that would revolve around that. And I want to be there. I want to be a part of that. The way you're saying like, oh, 
we got distribution centers that were fucking up. It's because nobody's going to want to do it the way you want it done. So I, I, from my point of view, I think the whole COVID thing mm-hmm. might have been a blessing for you, right? I'm not saying it's a blessing for everybody, and I'm not saying it's not bad for you. But I'm right. saying at the same time, you were you knew what was happening over there. I think it was just kind of the universe just talking back to you, man, and, and set it up for you to be like, you know what? Here you go. It's on your hands now. That's cool. You know, I just try to like stay grateful and in tune with with what the universe wants me to be doing. And uh and so yeah, when that happened, I was like, okay, we gotta take take some action. And it's been a beautiful experience. I'm definitely you know, it really helped us get things back in uh just my brother would say like solidifying the brick, you know, making the foundation strong and making sure we're, you know, taking care of the organizational aspect aside from just the promotion. The promotion is always fun. You know, we get to work with fighters, comedians and this and that. And we're always trying to be creative. I mean, y'all got got an ingenious product, man. I I love, I live out of these things, man. I mean, I'm wearing a pair right now. I wear them all the time. That's all. That's the only underwear I will ever wear. You're too kind. You're too kind. Well, and, uh, I mean it though. Even if it, even if you weren't the owner, I'd be telling you the same thing. I've heard good things. We get the reviews. It's it's really like humbling, and I'm so honored. And it was just a weird stroke of good fortune and a little bit of hard work, dedication, and determination. But um, just having you know that direction to go towards and then having you know the type of spirit that i think you possess you know like me that just you know just fighting you know keep pushing keep pushing it's and it's fun i i get a kick out of working hard i was in the army and i did well you know i killed i was very uh competitive amongst my peers and i kind of shined um in, in comparison and really stood out and, and it's all just effort. You know, I wasn't special in any way. I'm not like this super gifted, physically fit individual, very average. And you, I mean, you're not like this Francis and Ganu type freak athlete. I feel like, you know, do you feel like, you know, like the hard work beats talent and every day or whatever? I think hard work beats talent when talent doesn't work hard, right? I think that's the old adage. But it's, uh, I think that coupled with a lot of different, you know, variables, but I was blessed. I was blessed with height. You know, I was blessed with being a softball. But Mm -hmm. at the end of the day, that's not going to win me a fight all the time. I think uh, it, it takes a lot of digging and a lot of hard work, like you're saying. That's why... I always view my half my cup half full rather than half empty, and I just work hard, man, because I know at the end of the day what, what my goal is, and that's to feed my family and make sure that, you know, my mother and my father are taken care of when they get older. So I know I have to hustle. And this this is – I'm hitting my prime now, so it's like, you know, I got I to gotta really double down on this. So, you know, we were talking about your day and what it's like. You get up – get ready, you know, get your mind right and whatnot. And then what do you do? Yeah. You, you, you go do like jobs and stuff, but as far as training, I guess, how yeah. many hours a day? And uh, So I train, I usually try to train twice a day. So I'll do my uh, strength or my conditioning in the morning, usually around 5 a.m., 5.30 a.m. 
Um, yeah. And then I'll go, I'll do whatever I have to do throughout the day. Um, this is outside of training camp. I'll go and do whatever I got to do throughout the day. Then I'll train again in the evening. And that's basically just boxing training and just doubling down on things that I, I, I need to fix or even just doubling down on things that I want to even progress at that I'm already good at. Inside of camp, though, that's completely different. So I'll, I'll get up at the same time in the morning, do my strength conditioning. I'll go do a whole bunch of recovery sessions. I'll fuel up, I'll rest, and then I'll go and train in the evening again. I'll do the same thing, recovery sessions throughout the night. Sometimes I'll spar after that. It just depends. Do you like sparring? Yeah, I love it, man. Is that it's, the like, best? it's like the scrimmage, that's like the scrimmage of, of the fight game, you know? <laughs> yeah. Now, I want, I want to spar. You know Stephen Wiley, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're supposed to do. We were supposed to do like this MMA match, but he's like forty pounds more than me. Yeah, we do now, man. I know he's getting all jacked. He's been sending me these workouts that him and do you know uh, Austin Berg? That yeah, yeah, the big old Austin dude. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He's like he was on the podcast too, but if, for oh, anyone that doesn't know, he just became a pro like bodybuilder. I think you have to win top two of this you know, uh, United States competition and he came in first or second. So he went pro, but anyway, so they're sending me these workouts and, and it's, it's pretty, pretty sweet. Like it took me like a good hour to go through all of them yesterday. And, um, but my point is, so he's, you know, 40 pounds more than me. And now I'm thinking maybe we do like one of those Tyson, uh, Roy Jones boxing, Sparring. Like an exhibition, a little sparring session? Yeah, a little exhibition sparring session because if he would murder me. <laughs> <laughs> He's too strong. But never, and, and, never underestimate yourself, man. The fight of the dog can always be bigger than the dog, you know? Yeah, that's true. And I, I can, I, I've been in a lot of fights, honestly. When I was a kid, I, for whatever reason, I had one of those pick on me type of faces or attitudes. And, mm-hmm. um, I held my own. I, I I liked it. I would always, you know, be usually end up friends with the guy afterwards. You know, it was just like a weird <laughs> ego thing. You know, like yeah, yeah. Especially when you're younger, man, full of testosterone, bro. It's when it's all building up. You know. Yeah, and I I don't know. I just didn't. I didn't take no shit. You know, if you want to fuck <laughs> with me, then well, let's do this. Yeah. And then, and then uh, they know. Well, at least I can't fuck with this guy. <laughs> So that was, did you get in fights when you were young? You said yeah, you did. Yeah, all the time, bro. All the time. Yeah. And especially, I think it was more towards high school, though. I think, so I was always, I'm always, fe- I was always fearful of fighting. And uh, even to this day, I mean, for a fighter to say that they have no fear, I think that's, you know, a bunch of bullshit, man. Um, I think, I think it's, it's good to have a certain amount of fear. I think it can become your friend in a fight because it makes you more aware. It's like a heightened sense of things. I think they say that on a, the movie 300, how, you know, oh yeah, from the wolf that it's not fear, it's just a heightened sense of things. And I truly believe that. I think that you just become more aware. Your eyes are more clear. So uh, you can make it your friend or you can let it, you know, beat you up. No, I like, I like that. And, and this is a weird analogy i guess but i've been playing chess a lot recently and oh, that's cool, dude. i love chess yeah well i get heightened and like jacked up when i'm going against someone because it's kind of like a fight in your mind or like a mental fight and yeah. 
and I don't want to lose. And, <laughs> and I feel you lose because you know that people view it even as such as a mental fight. <laughs> it's like, yeah. oh, I don't want to lose this guy, and everybody be like, oh, he's not that smart. Exactly. <laughs> it's crazy, but it's, I get that like pump sensation in my heart. My heart starts racing, and I'm like, I feel like my senses sharpen, and I imagine, you know, it's when you're going into a fight, it's like that times a hundred or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. I think, uh, I mean, you, you've been in the, uh, I'm not saying it's the same by, by no, no means, but you've been in the army and mm-hmm. kind of know the kind of mental state you have to be in, whether, you know, it's, it's training or not. And you're cleaning houses or whatever the case may be, you know, right. Um, you just have to be aware. You have to be more well, aware. It's not, it's not to say that you have to be more aware. I think your body just kind of, goes into it's a flight or flight syndrome right so yeah yeah i mean i like so leading up to the fight you're like okay i mean i'm doing this there's no there's no really getting out of this or i'll look like a coward so you just kind of accept you know that this is happening and depending on depending on the training camp because i think all the the fights won in the gym and so I think if I know that I left no stone unturned inside of the gym, whether it be sparring, training, whatever the case may be, and I'm doing everything right, um, I have no, that's when I have no fear. It's like no fear that, you know, I'm going to, whether I win or lose, I know I did everything right. And I did it. I did everything I possibly could to win this fight. So it's, it's not going to be, you know, on my, my hands. If he beats me, it's just because he's better than me. Is there any like book like training that you do for fighting or is it like all in the gym, you know? Uh, book as in like anything that I take like, from a book and kind of place it into my mind? Yeah, well, may, may, like a lot of things, but maybe just like techniques or anything that you, I don't know why that came to me, but just that you get from books that you use in fighting. Maybe it's just mentally, yeah. yeah. I think there's a lot of mental aspect to uh, books that I choose while I'm in camp for sure. Like I, I like reading. Uh, anytime I'm getting ready for a big fight, I like reading the book uh, called Bushido, which is about the uh, samurai way of thinking and the samurai, uh, the art of the samurai. I guess you could say. Yeah. I love reading that book. Sun Tzu's uh, Art of War. Love reading that one too. So what do you what what like what kind of mentality or kind of mental techniques or whatever they kind of trying to tell you yeah so i think in the the book bushido the one thing that i I, and i I think about daily is that you know just you should meditate on a thousand ways that you would die so the most fearful way of of dying meditate on that a thousand times over and over again until you've lived it so many times that it becomes normal to you and you're not you're not scared of it anymore. <laughs> That's pretty cool. I yeah. like that. And so um, the samurai are wicked, man. They really they're really guys who just they live to die, especially in, in war. Yeah, I was talking to another fighter recently, and he was talking about like today's a good day to die. He he mentioned that uh, movie Three Hundred that was like a reference mm-hmm. on there, and um, you know. Mm-hmm. And, we we can die a million different ways, right? Yeah. Like I said, I, when I was started getting into digging into that philosophy, and I started thinking about the different kinds, and I meditated on these different kinds of ways I can die, whether it be drowning, uh, getting hit in the car, getting shot in the head, how it would feel, and all these things. 
you start to really feel it and you start to really put yourself there. And once I started doing that, I said, well, would I want to die like that? Or would I rather be in the ring doing what I love and dying that way? You know, so if I had a choice, I would die in a fight, you know. I prefer that over the latter. I've thought of that, you know, in my life. Like if I was going to die, I mean, like dying in like a sword fight would be. That'd be awesome. Huh? Yeah. You'd be like, oh, you got me. <laughs> and then <laughs> slowly die right there. Um, but I don't, I'd like to, I feel like the mind is so powerful. I'm very leery of these types of thoughts, but you know what I mean? Like what you kind of yeah. put out. I'm not, I'm not saying that it's something that I wish upon myself. Right. Of course not. Right. That's not something I wish upon anybody that's right. in, in the game that I'm in. But if I had a choice and say, right. you know, okay, if you go down this path, this is how it happen. Or if you go down this path, this is how it happen. Of course I take, whatever side is like, okay, you're in a ring and you're in a badass war that everybody loves. The crowd's going crazy. Your family's happy with you. Maybe. Yeah. Why not? You know? Yeah. It's, I mean, you know, you it's, think it's of it's a very barbaric way of thinking, I guess in a way, but at the same time, how else would we be great? How else would I solidify my legacy for my, no, family, I, my children? So, no, absolutely. I, I mean, it's weird how when people like die young, for whatever reason, they're like immortalized forever and, you know, they become these legends. And um, Yeah. And, I, and I'm, I'm, I'm big into, into uh, my relationship with God, right? So I think my, my purpose here on earth isn't just to fight, though. So I, I do a lot of things for my community. And I do a lot of things for those that are in need, man. And I, when I do those things, I feel like I feel a lot closer to God. So I know my end game ain't boxing, and and I can I can say that um, pretty pretty confidently because when I do those things, I I, I can just feel I feel those uh, those vibrations, you know. So absolutely, yeah. I mean, anytime you're helping others, it's whatever reason gives you this good feeling and i'm all about that too you know as a as we become more successful i don't want to be greedy you know i don't want to be like ebenezer scrooge i want to give back and and you know be a part of the community um participate you know i know a buddy of mine were we were talking a few years ago like in 2015 like what are you going to do when you make it, if you will, you know what I'm saying? Like, mm -hmm. and I want like, who are you going to help? And I was thinking about like disabled children and dog, you know, like in animals that are in need. And, you know, five years later, I have 15 dogs in my house. <laughs> we're doing like animal rescue fostering. And this one of the dogs had 10 puppies, which is hence 15. But... <laughs> So it's kind of like these things come to fruition is kind of like another point of, you know, this, this uh, podcast is what you think about, you bring about and, you know, like the, 
set goals and they'll have, you know, like it's very likely that they're going to happen if you just keep working toward it. I know, um, you know, like the book, the secret or the movie, the secret, I was really a big fan of, and I, and I give a lot of credit to my success for just helping me shift my way of thinking, but it's not just wishing and, you know, visualizing and then just, hoping it's going to happen you know you you wish and you visualize and then you get to work yeah yeah, yeah. like and and like for instance i'll be meditating on this thing that i want or not whatever whatever it is like a new i'm trying to design a new pair of underwear or whatever and you know then the inspiration comes to a, a picture in my mind and then you draw it but if you don't take action on that inspiration from god i feel is that's where it's coming from you know the divine um you know yeah. you have to like if you get the inspiration and this is for any area in your life wherever like that's god talking to you go fuck you know unless he's telling you to go kill some people but you know go do i always caveat that i always like anyways just go do the thing instead of just because people will talk themselves out of it. I know another buddy of mine who was telling me this on a podcast and he, you know, he's just like, I have these ideas, but then I rationalize why I don't need to do it. And then he doesn't do it. I think, I think that's it though, right? Like I think not giving yourself enough time to think of why not to, and just yeah. do it. Like you're saying, just do it. Just as soon as it comes to your head, just be like, all right, and start on the process. Yeah, and that's actually another thing that's in these books that I read. I'm in uh, the universe likes speed. No, that was from the secret. Also, the universe likes speed. When you get the inspiration, do it. You know, because it's it might not that thing that opportunity might be gone by the time exactly. you get around yeah. to taking action. The door doesn't stay open forever, man. Yeah, yeah, we don't live forever. This is. I'm I'm hoping for some technology. <laughs> But because uh, I'm trying to get rich enough to where I can buy some some new organs or maybe some bionic parts. You freeze yourself until they have the, the technology, you know. I might have to do it. Carbonate, you know? carbonate, right? I think it's carbonate. Is that what a uh, uh, when you freeze? Cryogenic. Yeah, cryogenic. There you go. <laughs> yeah, I we we shall see. I'm definitely. I'm hopeful. I, you know, I was listening to Rogan. Do you listen to other podcasts? Yeah, um, I've, I've listened to Rogan quite a few times for sure. Especially uh, maybe a few years ago, was I was really uh, listening to him quite a bit. Yeah, a few years ago, me too. I, I haven't, I haven't listened since he switched over to Spotify. And I'm, you know, in the, I'm in the biz, I'm in the podcast business myself, and we sponsor a lot of podcasts. And by him getting out of the you know off youtube and off all the other platforms except except spotify i feel like that opened up a lot of opportunities for the rest of the you know, people in the field trying to trying to come up and stuff so that's that's kind of actually good for us yeah man i mean he was probably taking a lot of numbers man for sure I mean, yeah it's just like I see his YouTube, his, even his youtube little little clips small clips are couple million views you know what i mean yeah it's it's fascinating it's a whole new media we're definitely like full-on 
board and, and, and advertising. We're not doing TV. We do do a little bit of radio. I don't know how much that's helping. And we're in a magazine here, a local magazine. But, um, you know, the main what thing. Part of, uh, what part of Colorado are you in? I'm in Woodland Park. It's, mm-hmm. it's at like 9,000 feet. I'm overlooking, I like to say this, uh, treetops as I speak. As I'm talking to you, there's That's birds. Nice, man. Yeah, and, there, and, and then there's the mountain view, and there's like birds flying. But I like to I like to see the birds flying over the trees. Um, but I'm looking at Pikes Peak, which is uh, yeah the tallest mountain. That's cool. Yeah, it's, I'm very blessed. A lot of hard, like, you know, t- a lot of hard work and whatever. But it's I don't know. Um, I just I, I want to I just try to try to stay grateful. How do you how do you stay grateful? Uh, knowing that it can all be taken away, man. Knowing that you know uh, my my son, my lady, my mom, my dad, my family, my friends, all of that can be taken away from me with a drop of a dime, man. So I I try to you know realize that every morning, and I, I see that every morning. So I give thanks. I give thanks to give for giving me another day, another moment, another minute, you know, to say hello or to say I love you. I and like I, it. And I think it's as simple as that. You said that it boxing saved your life, you know. Um, what do you think you would have done? Uh, I mean, I, so when I started fighting, I started boxing and went into actual gym. I think I was 18 going on 19 and it was, my senior year of high school, right at the end of it, right before graduation is when I started. Um, and I had a best friend uh, named Matthew, who uh, we, were, we were together all the time for like, from our junior year all the way through to our senior year and a little bit after. And we were just doing bad things, man. A lot of uh, drugs, a lot of partying, a lot of, uh, you know, stealing from stores and stuff and just, you know, things that are not necessarily really bad, but you know, the drug part, yeah, that was getting pretty bad. And uh, my best friend over the years, I think it was uh, maybe two years after our graduation, um, I kind of cut ties with him just because, not cut ties, but I just kind of stopped hanging out with him because he started getting a little heavier into the drugs. Mm -hmm. And then uh, he had his son I think at four months, I think his son passed away at four months and he just got even deeper into the hole. Ouch. And um, I wasn't there because I was so focused on my boxing and I was, you know, accomplishing my small goals like San Antonio Golden Gloves, two-time winner at the time, uh, state Golden Gloves champion. Nice. And just different things I was doing, but I had, I knew I had to step away to accomplish these things. But in during that... I lost touch with him when I could have probably helped save him and just been that ear for him, you know, or that person there to tell him, hey, man, you, you know, you're not doing the right thing. This is not what your son would have wanted. Um, and then he passed away of a drug overdose. Uh, I, did, I never got the chance to tell him any of those things. I never got to tell him goodbye. I never got to tell him I loved him. Ouch. Yeah. yeah it's heartbreaking, man. And I still think about it today. Uh, and it makes me sad every time because, you know, it's something I could have done. I could have probably helped him. Or even if I couldn't have, at least I would have, you know, known in my heart, you know, at least I talked to him. At least I tried. 
So mm. I, that, that helps me stay grateful as well. And it helps me stay in tune with what, who was here before all of this and who will be here after all of this. And know yeah, that, like, that could have been you or something. Yeah, exactly. 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 Yeah. Like, he was your been. best friend. And, yeah. You know. So had boxing not gotten in the way, I probably, like you're saying, I probably would have been right there with him, you know? I think that martial arts, boxing, any of these fighting, you know, training skills should be taught to like every kid. Yeah. I, yeah. I you know, or that are at least given the opportunity to do it for free. Am I right? Yes. I a hundred percent agree. And I think that's something that, uh, I'm going to be doing once all this kind of passes over. I want to kind of go over to like the Boysville, San Antonio, or just any shelters or anywhere I can go and just trying to offer my services for free and just try to let these kids know, like, hey, you want to do something, you could do it. There's always a way out, whether it be through boxing or whatever, but it requires discipline. And one thing boxing or any martial art does require is discipline. Like, you have to have it. If you don't have it, you're not going to make it. So. I like that. When, if, whenever you do do that, I want you to reach reach out to me. We'll do like a sheath sponsored. You know, got to get some. Oh, most definitely, man. Most definitely, I'm all. Yeah, I don't. I don't push it out there. I don't. I because I have done it in the past, and and I do a lot of give backs. I'll go and, you know, buy a whole bunch of McDonald's burgers or something, and I'll just go around and just pass them out, man. Because nice. I don't. Yeah, like I say, I'm pretty, I'm pretty close in my relationship with God now. I'm getting closer. I, I never was in the past, but I started getting a lot closer. And the one thing that he asks is that you love your neighbor, you know, almost more than you love yourself. So mm-hmm. I'm just trying to, you know, help my community out in any way I can. And I don't want any spotlight for that. So a lot of the things that I have done, I've never, I hate when people, you know, try to record things. Or yeah, I know. It's so doing something. That's so lame to me, man. Like, what it do you is. You know? Yeah, it is. Um, I yeah, I, I we we donate a lot of stuff, to, you know, to like homeless and this and that. But we don't, I, you know, it's it's like a double edged, not a double edged sword. But there's like a you do it, and but it's also can be looked favorably upon if people did see you doing it. You don't necessarily want to do it to like look good, but at the same time, if people saw it it does show that side of you. And so it, it kind of can help your image. Not that you need it, but you mm-hmm. know, it's a weird thing. It's like, I don't want to show people, but I do want to show people. Well, yeah, I, I, I think that's know. something that I had a lot of conflict within my own career. Like, okay, dude, like you're saying, like, do I want to show it or don't I? But I've decided that I don't want to, I don't want to put it out there myself. If somebody else were to put it out there, yeah that's cool but at the end of the day i just want my people to know and the people that truly care about me or just people that just see me on the street doing it they can always pass <laughs> that on and be like yeah you know what i've seen him out there i've seen him out there i see him out there all the time he's always yeah. giving things like that like i think word of mouth beats anything that you could possibly put out there for content like that'll always win because that's that's genuine that's genuine that people are really out here looking at you seeing you and watching you do it yeah, and the universe knows, and you know that little bit of tiny couple of likes you might get for for posting it. I don't. Yeah, it's not really going to be. I mean, like you're saying, it's it's difficult because you're trying to build a brand too, and you want your brand to be something known. You are you want it to be known for something, 
incredible like that. Yeah. But at the same time, does it, does it, is it fame that we're looking at or is it, you know, productivity that we're looking at? What is it that we're trying to get out of it? For me, I don't get nothing out of it, whether it be building my brand or not. So say if I do post it and it does good numbers and people love it, that doesn't be what I, how I feel about it. If, exactly. If Just doing it. Yeah. The fact yeah. that you're, you're doing it, you know, I, you know, we get people reaching out to us for donations and I'm like, yeah, well, we have all these ex, like excess sizes or, uh, you know, some color that we're, you know, stop selling or whatever. I'm like, yeah. And we get to give it to people who need it. And that <laughs> feels good enough in and of itself. Uh, so we, and we, and yeah, we don't, you know, I'm talking about it right now, but this is, you know, we don't really publicize it. Although I just remember that we did do it one time where I had my brother bring the camera and stuff. And we went and donated like, <clears throat> I don't know, like 500 pair of underwear to. No, a I, saw that. I saw that. That was a couple of years ago. Was it a couple of years yeah. ago? Yeah. 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 In San Antonio. Exactly. Yeah, and, that's the thing, right? So people that know you guys and people that understand you guys, they'll see that and they'll be like, dang, that's freaking awesome because I know these guys, it's out of the generosity of their heart, but it's the other people that have always wanted to, you know, just are just envious that you've had a little bit of success. They're like, Oh no, they're just doing it for likes or this and that. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And there will always be those people, you know? Yeah. But at the same time, I think what the way you're going about it is, is the humble way and like the honorable way, just do it. And if, you know, if you get recognized, you get recognized. If you don't, you know, you still did something good. Yeah. It's, it's not, that's what I'm saying. I'm not in it. I'm not even in the boxing for the fame, man. I just, I love to do this. I love to help people out when I can. I, I don't care if they're recognition or not. I don't even care if they say thank you, you know? I mean, it would be nice, right? But I don't care. And as long as, as long as somebody else is taken care of, that's cool to me. I'm happy. That's great. Yeah, it's, I mean, <clears throat> the fact that you found, you know, your passion so young and a lot of people go through their whole life and don't know what they want to be, you know? Mm-hmm. And so you just having that direction and that focus and it's it's inspirational to others. I think light, uh, fighting is so much of a, like a metaphor for life and the effort put into a training camp for a fight that you might die in is something that I feel people could benefit from that type of effort, you know, and like we don't typically have these upcoming challenges that we're, we're working toward. And, I, mm-hmm. you know, and I wish that's kind of one of the reasons why I wanted to do the thing with Steven, the sparring match is just to, to, tr- you know, have something to train toward, you know? Yeah. No, that puts yourself outside of your comfort zone, you know? Not like I say, it's not comfortable fighting, man. It still hurts when I get hit in the face every single time. <laughs> I don't like it, you know. So it, it's about being comfortable with the uncomfortable though, knowing that that's gonna happen and being okay with it because you know what you've trained for. Yeah. Um, do you, what do you you know, what do you got coming up on the horizon? Uh, so we, I was my manager, uh, Cameron Davies, by the way, uh, give him a big shout out. He's, he's helped my career out quite a bit with the platform. Um, he actually just talked to me and I think we're looking at something in March back on TV again. So that's always good. I love those opportunities. Um, but 
I think, yeah, so we're looking at March. Maybe late February, but I, I prefer March. How does, I mean, how does that work? Because, you know, with UFC, you know, they just it comes on ESPN. But you could, you might be on one channel, or you know, for yeah. one promotion and another yeah. and another. So, I'm not, so thankfully, I'm signed with Davies Management, which uh, is perfect because we're kind of we can kind of shop around to different promotions. I don't want to sign to a single promotion unless they're giving me, you know, a lot of money that I can do a lot of things with, you know. But I'd rather just be able just to be, you know, kind of a free agent. Yeah, I know I'll be B-sided and I'll be on the B-side of the cards, but you're still giving me opportunities because you know I can fight. So uh, my last two fights were on PBC. I think this one that was coming up, it should be on a different network. So it might be on like a top-ranked card on ESPN or it might be on Ring City USA, which is on NBC Sports. Um, Yeah, there's a bunch of networks out there that are tied with different promotions, so... I might be on something else, man. <laughs> you know, the zone, the zone. Yeah. The zone too, man. I'd love that. So one thing I wanted to ask about is just like, we all overcome challenges in our pursuit for greatness. And I, you, you did just mention one about your friend and, mm-hmm. you know, these types of things. Can you think of anything else that you've gone through and how, like where you can talk about how you overcame it? Yeah. The, uh, the sacrifice of my, my first relationship with the mother of my child, for sure. I think Ouch. that was, uh, that was pretty rough. Yeah. Uh, it just, it just wasn't, uh, you know, with my goals and us being young, we were still young. I think, uh, 25 when we had our child, um, she just didn't, which is understandable. Like now that I look back and a little older, I understand where she, her position on it, but she just couldn't see the vision. Yeah. Um, so we split. Uh, it was rough because I, I love my son with my whole heart. And to be able not to see him every day the way I was, 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 was kind of hard. He was still a baby, thankfully. And he didn't yeah. know anything. He didn't, so now that he's four and he's, he knows that dad has his own house and mom has her own house. So, that's kind of cool that it, that it happened that early because he, he knows nothing else. You know, he was, he wasn't able to, to realize that there was a split, but I think that was, that was the hardest part. I had to go to Finland. I wasn't, I had injured my shoulder, tore my labrum in my uh, left shoulder, uh, my a slap tear. So I wasn't fighting. Uh, I was out of money. So I was broke. I had to go to Helsinki, Finland to train people to make money. Um, so I think, 20, 2017 to 2018 was probably the roughest years of uh, my life so far. Now, I'm not wow. saying that there's not going to be more, but so far, yeah. So you had to like choose between your relationship because she probably wanted you to like get a real job or something or what? Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, basically, um, at the same time, I'm not just going to blame it all on that. There was a lot of other yeah. things that, you know, were involved as well. A lot of uh, immaturity on both ends, but at the end of the day, yeah, that's pretty much what the uh, the decision was to make. And obviously, I chose what I'm doing now, and I'm thankful for it, man. God, God put somebody else in my life who was perfect for me, and um, I believe that you know it's the same for her, which I'm I'm happy for her, and I'm, I'm grateful for her because that's the mother of my child. So as long as she's happy, my son will be happy. Yeah. These are you know, like tough decisions, and but 
you chose, you know, I guess you do what you got to do and you chose, you, you follow your heart and, and, you know, you never know what's right or wrong, I guess. But the immaturity thing I think is so poignant. Uh, a lot of all of us in America, we all, I think we all get in these relationships before mm. we're ready because we just want to fuck. Sorry, you know, no, or whatever. Yeah, I, no, I, I mean, that, that is what it is, <laughs> you know? Yeah, we're animals, and, but like we need to build our careers and, and, you know, get our lives in order before you get in these relationships. I, I don't, because we're all, we've all gone through, it's like weird, like you never meet anyone hardly that's only been with one person. Um, and it's usually, I don't, you know, there's always these financial stress or, you're just not ready for to commit to a person because you don't have your life, I don't know, in order. I guess you can figure it out together as you go along if you find that like perfect person. But mm -hmm. yeah, I agree. I think you know, yeah. <laughs> there's a yeah. You put it in perfect words. There's a there's a lot of different kinds of uh, variables to it, but it's all the same thing at the end of the day. It's just not a match. Yeah, and we look. I mean, with tv and magazines and social media and we're all it's always like i could do better than you or something maybe i don't know we're all, or maybe you know you're always we're always like comparing against these uh like probably not even real kind of images of people in their life and what you think their life is or like could, yeah or it could just be that like they just think that they can do better or that, that something is out there better for them which yeah. is respectable. I'm not here to, to tell you what's not right for you or what's wrong for you. Maybe I, I did when I was angry that we split up, you know, but now that I'm mature and I know that things can just get taken, like I say, things can always just get taken away from you. Well, then, you know, I'm happy. If you're happy, I'm happy. If you're not happy, I'm sorry, you know? Yeah. Yeah, you have a good attitude about it. Um, it's very positive. I try, I try to keep this is something that I live by I think this is what I want on my headstone man keep your glass half full rather than half empty you know of course yeah I always there's you know I'm reading a book called success through a positive mental attitude by Napoleon Hill and W. Clement nice. Stone yeah nice. great book and it's good oh it's the best I mean it's uh, really he wrote a book called think and grow rich that has this all the 17 success principles and the unique aspect of this book is that he was alive during the time of Thomas Edison, Henry Ooh. Ford, um, like who else? There's this, uh, Alexander Graham Bell. These, and he interviewed all of them, Andrew Carnegie, Rockefeller. He interviewed all these people and wrote a philosophy on success. He's like, like what makes you different from everyone else? And he just over 500 successful people you know, wrote down all their stories and kind of found the common characteristics or traits of a successful person. And the foremost was a positive mental attitude and, you know, kind of that whole belief that you can do it. Having faith is, you know, one of those, um, there's, a, you know, there's 17 of them just like, mm -hmm. um, but so he wrote Think and Grow Rich, but then from that book, they pulled like the most important one, which was this, you know, just having a positive attitude about whatever it is you're doing. There's always, yeah. you're, you can always have a, it's, it says a 
positive mental attitude or a negative mental attitude positive attracts negative repels you know you're you, when you're negative you're repelling opportunities when you're positive you're attracting them and you know it's not that simple but that's a good start on your journey is you know always yeah. kind of see be grateful you know god is good we have a, we have a good life and even if you know especially in america you know we we were so lucky but even if you're not you know, they, they watched this documentary about these people in Rwanda, you know, living in villages and carrying water, um, you know, to their village from the lake. And they're fucking have these big smiles on their faces. I don't yeah. know why. They're, you know, they're just, if you're not, I guess, I think if you're not constantly comparing yourself to other people and how, you know, I think that would be helpful and just kind of getting into your life and your passion and your work. I, and I think that's a downfall of, of you, the America of a US yeah. thing is that we, we, we get on these social platforms and right away we start comparing or we yeah. start reading into things that are, you know, negative to another side or whatever the case may be, man. Like, mm -hmm. especially right now with the whole po political system here and everything that's going on, it's like, take a break, man, get your mind off all of that and look at what's around you. You, you can only control which, what, what you can't control. You can't control the uncontrollable, you know? Yeah, the the pulp. I got off Facebook quite a while ago because I was like getting on these battles with these. They'll drag you in. <laughs> yeah, no, and I had to go back and I went back and deleted like so many things. I like searched for like posts where I had because I was just they started banning people, you know, they're like banning people Ooh. on social media. That's kind of where we get our business from. Therefore I can't be having a political side one way or another, you know, as a business owner, I try to stay out of it. I have my own thoughts and actually I don't terribly stay out of it. We, I'm a, I'm a libertarian. So I'm like in the middle, I'm like a middle. They're both, they're all fucking corrupt as far as I'm concerned that, you know, but I mean, not all of them, but you know, they're all like, yeah. They're humans. They're just humans. They're literally just humans who are put in these extreme positions of power. They're get, they get attempted by lobbyists and corporations with, you know, billions of dollars. They own, they're only doing what any human would probably do in that situation. So I don't necessarily, they're not, <laughs> and I, 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 this is just my personal opinion, but I think they're all friends, man. But that's just oh, that's oh. belief, you know? <laughs> no, I agree a hundred percent. And it's all, they're laughing at, us to an extent uh, you know while That's they're and this is the way i put it and i think i posted this when uh i think uh the capital got taken over i was like look man stop worrying about the capital right like i didn't put it and say stop worrying about the capital but i had a plate of nachos that my my lady had made me a big old plate of nachos and I just said, uh, worry about your worry about paying your bills and eating nachos. Like that's what I just put. And it was kind of a reference to everything that was going on because people were online, totally. you know, and it's like, man, stop. Don't worry about all that. That's what they want. At the end yep. of the day, that's what they want. They want separation. They want division. That's how they conquer. That's how you conquer. It's in a book, you know, absolutely it's amazing. You divide and you conquer. So stop doing that, man. Worry oh, about what you got to worry about, you know? Yeah, we're on like like you said, the nachos right in front of you and your bills. Yeah, yeah, man, come on. Your family, your friends, you know, your community, that whole sideshow. <laughs> it's like a, I, you know, I was talking to my wife about it, and she, you know, I was like, I wouldn't be surprised. And this is my conspiracy theory: is if 
those were like CIA plants that just are there to make us more divided again. You know what I mean? Like, who's just, to say that they weren't? You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> who are those people? And, and it, you know, I, I don't know what they were doing besides, you know, showing their discontent for the whole election. You know, so it's, it, there was good and bad, but it was it's like people got tired, you know, from it, just uh, fatigued oh. from so much political engagement. I don't know. Yeah, no. Yeah, I agree. I agree. But it, so, you know, I, 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 we'll see where it goes. I'm, I'm curious. I had, like you said earlier about 2020 being kind of like a blessing. For me, it absolutely was... For me, I got married. I got a new house. We, you know, it's you all perception, man. It's all yeah. perception how you perceive it to be. Yeah, I there was a. Did you take? I, I, did you take like a, a break? I, I imagine you had to like everyone kind of had to stay home and stuff. Yeah, I think that was the hardest part at the beginning of it all when like everything was shut down and couldn't go to the. I had a. Thankfully, I have a heavy bag and. A double in, but I have kind of like a personal gym in my garage. Thankfully, yeah, yeah, yeah. But even then, it was like you know I'm not getting any fights, and this is what kind of like it's my therapy. It's how I get away is to fight and to get in the gym and everything. So I had to learn how to rely on my family to be my therapy to to take all that that strain and stress away from me. So I learned. So to me, it was a blessing. Yeah, I've I've lost some people that I was close with or that I know people that knew those people or they were family, whatever the case may be. Wow. And, it sucks. and we, and we live in a, you know, a rough time, I guess right now, mm-hmm. but you got to make the most of it, man. Keep that glass half full. And that's what I did. So I channeled my energy that I usually channel into fights. I channeled that into back into my family to learn more of my family, to be better for my family. So I'm grateful too, man. I mean, honestly, 2020 was a good year for me too. I'm not going to complain. It's so crazy. Everyone I talk to, honestly, like my circle, all kind of, well, not all of them, I guess. But for the most part, even my buddy owns a bar, you know, his sales were kind of down, but he got that 50 G's from the stimulus check or whatever. And, you know, and another guy I was talking to, he owns a gym his gym stayed open the whole time and he got the money and like, so some people came out like way. Yeah. And then, you know, the rich get richer. <laughs> the poor yeah, yeah, of course. Right. Of course. But just, you know, that, but that's what I personally love about America. Cause when I was in a one bedroom apartment in Southern California as a single father with, you know, paying $500 in child support and like, I, this is going to be weird, but you know, I wanted to be on the apprentice. I looked, I looked up to Donald Trump, mm-hmm. you know, I was mm-hmm. like, and, and I was broke as fuck, but I wasn't mad at him cause he was rich. I was like, I want to be that one day. Yeah. It doesn't, it doesn't pay. It doesn't pay to hate on other people's success. It pays to learn from them and, and learn from their mistakes more importantly. Yeah. Uh, and be in the inspiration of it of it all and not just him that's just like a weird example because but it's true i applied i wanted to be on the apprentice and you know um and and here i you know and here i am you know how many years later uh 15 years later 17 something like that 
and I'm relatively successful and I'm still on the path and I want other people to be inspired by me, you know, and I want to, and, but, and I want to help people show like these books that I, I, you know, I read these books. I'm not, I, I was, I, I, you know, I was just like in the army and I just did like payroll. I just did like, I worked at McDonald's, you know, I didn't come up rich and with, with all the answers. I figured it out. And, and like you said, learning from other people and their mistakes, but primarily this book, I, I, I recommend it almost every podcast. It's Think and Grow Rich. And then the success through a positive mental attitude is, is the, the second book. But those are the books that I read and I, and it took me years, if not a decade, you know, or more to, for the stuff to, that I read to kind of play out. But you know, it's like, think of it maybe like a painting, you know, it's like one little stroke at a time and it's going to take a while for the painting to get completed, yeah. but just keep Trust the process. Yeah. I just came up with that metaphor right there on the spot. Boom. <laughs> and, you know, be patient and get into it. Like, and we're going to, we're going to wrap it up here in a minute, but that did just kind of bring something up to me, which is, you know, when you're painting or when you're doing certain activities, you get into the, this flow state, the mental state. And I imagine that happens to you sometimes boxing, but I'm curious yeah. if you can elaborate on any, any experiences of the flow state. Oh, 100%, man. There's just a time when, especially, so I, I've recently, I just started hitting like that when I get on the heavy bag now I used to do it by rounds but I found out like that was kind of like getting to me mentally it was kind of like ah, I gotta start and stop and then yeah then I'm just like oh I got like two more rounds left you start counting right yeah. so what I started doing was like I just told my dad like hey I'm gonna just do 20 straight I'm gonna do 20 straight minutes on this heavy bag you know just give me a just clock me for 20 minutes when 20 minutes is up let me know and once I started doing that man this flow state that you're talking about it comes so easy and so natural now. It's just like I'll hit the bag and I'll start moving and everything. It just, it just looks beautiful is what I'm told, what people say. And I feel like it does. And I can sit here and say, yeah, I look beautiful. No, but people have told me that. And it's like, yeah, you, you just look like you're, you're comfortable where you're at. That's exactly it. Man. Like you just, you just hit that, that state of mind where you just you forget about thinking too much. You're not even thinking anymore. It's just all emotion and, and just, you know, comes comes natural i love it i love being in that state and it, it, i wish i could live in it forever sometimes yeah, really man i know right <laughs> um okay so that made me think i want to if you would please at some point in the next you know 60 days or something get us some footage of you doing that while you know and let us see like the sheath band but you know like for just right. an Instagram type thing I got you, man. I got you. Y'all got any uh, any new uh, kind of designs coming out? Yes. Let me send you everything we have new. We just got a. We just we literally just got forty thousand pairs of underwear, like all brand new shit, and then all the all the old oldies but goodies. Um, cool. Who do I talk to about my sizing? Because I think uh, y'all were sending me mediums, but uh, I moved up a weight class, so I'm in a large now, man. <laughs> Beautiful. Oh, we're gonna yeah. get. You. I'm going to get you, I'm going to get you, because you've been, I don't know, we've just been working with you for such a long time, and I feel yeah. like. Yeah, since, since the beginning, man, since I think you had the, uh, well, I don't want to say y'all's beginning, but closer to the beginning, when y'all had the uh, cotton. The yeah. Cotton. 
yeah, oh I mean, I've, been, I've been since then. Oh my God, that is like the uh, that is the beginning. Um, <laughs> but also, flows. Oh yeah, no, I've been I've been hitting the bag myself. I have one of those ones where it has like the the water tank at the bottom and it's yeah. like stand. Mm -hmm. I want to get a real heavy bag, but I do I do have that, and I've been uh, I've been having a trainer come up to my house. Shout out Dylan King, and you know I was right. going to the gym. It, and learning boxing, and I learned I, I learned the combinations, the one two three four five six. I love it. The jab, the one two, you know, one two three three, and I just learning all those. Um, that's probably not even a combination. I take that one back. The three three. You're not going to do two jabs, right? Anyways, yeah. one two one one. But uh, let's. So that was fun. Like learning that part and just hitting. I love the pop, hitting. Like when he would hit. Bro, the there's nothing like it, man. Nothing yeah. like. It in my mind you know no and 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 but what i was gonna say also is so i stopped going to the gym as much because i moved into the mountains so i have the stuff here and i've had the guy coming up here and he's teaching me some stuff but and so he brought out you know the app with the rounds you mm -hmm. know doing the rounds and uh and so i've been doing you know the round like the rounds with the app you know three minutes one minute break three minutes one minute break and i was doing going up to like five six rounds but I think I like what you're saying about you kind of, it takes you, you know, I'll be getting into it and then the, the round's over and you take the break. And yeah, there's, there's nothing telling you when you can and when you can't, you know what I mean? You just, yeah. just, just flow, let it flow. And I, I highly recommend it, man. I'm going to, I'm going to go, honestly, I'm going to go do that probably right after this because it's, <laughs> been, yeah, it's been a couple of, a couple of weeks. It's been snowing really bad here, <laughs> but yeah. It's a, it's, it's a really nice day out and you got, and I've been thinking about it. I have, you know, the wraps and the gloves and what kind of gloves do you use? Uh, so, uh, thankfully I have a partnership with rival, rival boxing, um, best, best gloves in the game. And I'm not saying that just because I have a partnership, I got the partnership because I was buying so many of their gloves, man. And I got cool with every, with everybody there, but rival, man, that, that's the way they protect your hands very well, very well. Do, I mean, do you still use wraps? Yeah, of course, wraps, and I use uh, I use like knuckle guards. Um, I forget the name of the brand that I use, but um, if you have koozies, like beer koozies, get you like two of those and just put them over your knuckles and wrap wrap the wrap around it. Beautiful. Okay. Yeah, yeah. it does help. Yeah, because that little little insider man. Yeah. Oh shit! Take notes. <laughs> well. Um, it's about that time, sir. Sounds good, man. I really, I really appreciate you coming on. Uh, thank you for having me, bro. It's, it was an awesome talk, man. Get, get to know you a little bit better. Exactly. Yeah, we're gonna we'll do it again, and maybe when next time I come to San Antonio, we can. You do you drink or anything? You you. Yeah, pretty, man, yeah. I have a beer here and there. Yeah, let's have a beer. We'll have a little beer and catch up, and meet in person. But thank you for coming on. It's been too long, you know, and I've been watching you and just we've been working together this whole time and yeah 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 i hope that uh, that commercial came out good and everything for y'all too man that's what i wanted to say also i, I it, yes so if you guys see our commercial on instagram that's that's eddie and he's doing getting the wraps on and in the boxing ring and hitting it up that was really sweet no that's been doing very well for us and we really appreciate it we'll have to do and i'd love to do that again also i'll talk to my team i definitely want to keep keep doing that and I got a uh, we got a professional photographer with uh, 
with my my management man so if you ever just need some pro shots like that just let me know yeah then we'll do that and of course you know we compensate fair fair pricing oh uh, yeah dude, you guys are awesome yeah okay brother well we'll go ahead and wrap it up thank you everyone for joining us on another episode of the robert Patton global podcast this was uh eddie the hunter ortiz i believe it's like at eddie hunter ortiz uh, yeah the hunter ortiz at the hunter ortiz at the hunter ortiz on insta follow him good looking dude he's coming yeah. up he's uh he's on the rise uh, so follow him and and, and and watch him continue to be successful thank you eddie all right brother. Yeah, thank you bro blessings to you and your wife and blessings to everybody listening thank you so much and to you as well all right brother all right